It's Auntie Boyd and Broderick Boyd and we're the creators of the Magnetize Demand Summit. So I'm really excited for you to jump right into the next interview because we have created this for you to stop attracting emotionally unavailable men, overcome your trust issue and so much more so you attract that right man for you that makes you feel seen, cherished and supported. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see you inside the interview and get you on the path to magnetizing your man once and for all. See you there. Look forward to it. Mwah. Hello, it's Antje Boyd with the Magnetize the Man Summit, where single successful women crack the attraction code and live their happily ever after. And look, oftentimes people don't even know when they met their happily ever after because they're so disconnected from their body, which which why I invited my amazing friend, colleague, and Definitely such an expert in the field, Bex Burton here with me today. Hi, Hi Antia. Uh, <laughs> Hello. So, so great to be here. Glad to have you. Thank you so much. So great to be here. Hello to the audience. Welcome. Ah, uh, ladies, you are in for a treat. Let me tell you, because Bex Burton is a certified dream builder and love coach, supports driven, ambitious single women in becoming radiant and magnetic to love as they can attract lasting, loving soulmate relationships with amazing men. And look, after feeling painfully at love for well over a decade herself, Bex set out to get to the bottom of what wasn't working. Along the way, she discovered her own personal majesty, accidentally wrote her own true love story, brought it to life through hula hoop performance, Art and attracted an extraordinary man who is now, of course, her husband and confidant. Today, Beck supports thousands of driven women and dreaming up and manifesting their unique love story through her in-depth transformational Your Majesty coaching programs, live and online workshops, performances, and events. Welcome back. So excited <laughs> to have you. Like, did I tell you you're in for a treat? We want to know all about the hula hoop performance. But before we go there, Bex, tell us a little bit more because you touched on your painful journey for a decade, but tell us a little bit more about it, what that meant going through that and how it really got you to that extraordinary expert that you are today, being so passionate about helping those women. Mm, sure. Great, great question. Happy to, happy to start there for sure. I mean, my, my path to love um, began with a journey out of my head, <laughs> out of my head and into my heart and into my body. Um, for a long, long time, I held the belief that um, relationships, that, that uh, marriages, lasting love would rob me of my freedom, would rob me of my independence and were more of an inconvenience than a blessing. And it took me a really long time to actually um, open up to the possibility of power couples and mutual, mutual growth and expansion through partnership. And once I started to see that in, um, in reality as evidence, then it started to shift what I wanted and what I desired in my own life. Because up until that point, I had attracted a, a couple of really decent men and but I just did not have the skills or the tools to grow within those relationships. It would be, I would get up, my, up against my seams of, of my knowledge and experience, and then I would have to leave. I, I called them uh, dumpster fire breakups because I just didn't have the skills or tools to release with blessing. Mm -hmm. So three dumpster fire, dumpster fire breakups over the course of 
over a decade. And after the third one, it really, you know, I really decided to <laughs> like self-reflect and, and check in, like, what, what is it that I'm doing wrong? Like, what is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Those are kind of the, the top tier questions that, that start our exploration, I think. And the truth is that there was nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you, ladies in the audience. And there's nothing wrong with what we're doing, but there are ways that we can elevate our, ourselves and elevate our, our skills and our knowledge. It's not that we're doing anything wrong. And so there's nothing wrong with us, but you know, our approach could be finessed. It could be juged, if you will. <laughs> Ooh, finessed and juged. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and tell us, like, what, what kind of finesse and juge did you use to attract your extraordinary man into your life? Yeah, well, that's a great question, Antia. I mean, like I was saying, I, you know, it, it really began with getting out of my head and into my heart and getting out of these beliefs that you know, love was going to hold me back and rob me of my freedom. And because the truth is, you know, I'm, I've been with my husband now seven years and I have a much bigger life, a more expansive life than I, can, I, I could have ever imagined back then. Yeah. So, you know, and to get out of my head and into my heart, there were a couple of things that I did. And one of them was um, looking for evidence of the opposite of what I feared, you know, because so often I find with the women that I work with, we're so busy gathering the evidence that supports the argument that we can't have what we want. Mm -hmm. But it just, it just takes as much energy to gather evidence to support our vision and what we truly desire. You know, so that's, that's one of the things that I did. And I went to three incredible weddings in a very short period of time that had me see like outstanding, extraordinary, outrageous love in, in human form right in front of me. And those, those gave me the examples that, that really elevated my possibility of what love could be. Um, oh, I love that so much that you mentioned that because, you know, one thing I always say is like you choose where you put, where you shine the flashlight on. Sure. Mm -hmm. There's always advantages and there's always payoffs for being single and there's payoffs for being in a relationship. So you get to choose which ones you get to focus on and which reality you'd like to live into. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it takes a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of that uh, inertia that it, it takes a little bit to get started moving in that direction of, of shining the flashlight, as you say, in the direction yeah. that supports our desire. But once we start getting in that habit, it, it really, um, it really becomes a fun and easy practice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And speaking of practices, we talked about today to do a couple of practices to help those women you know, just really get into their bodies because so many women, they have this list intellectually, mm -hmm. this is who he is, but I would actually not even know how I really feel in my body when yeah. I met him. Yeah. And, and just to, to, um, to, to piggyback on that, um, one of the other things that I did uh, in, in that time of attracting my great love was, I mean, I was a, a dancer at the time. I was a Pilates mm -hmm. instructor and I was a hula hoop specialist. And to be perfectly honest, I did not want to go out on my first date with this man who is now my husband. I almost didn't go. And in order to get my, like I said, <laughs> I like to say in order to get my head out of my butt, I, I engaged in what I, what I like to call sacred solo time. And I give this practice to all of my clients and it, you know, it, it takes on different forms, but in, in the way that I do it for myself is getting into my body, moving my body. So I play really amazing music and I get out and dance. Sometimes it's with the hula hoop, sometimes it's not. At that time though, I went out in my neighborhood with, you know, with my music and my hula hoop and I danced for about an hour and, and really shifted my 
my thinking and my desire and like really got back into alignment with what my biggest goal was. So what we can do here on this, this uh, recording today is bring the women uh, listening into just a simple practice. You know, it's, it's not necessarily we have to go out and dance all the time because that may not always be available to us, but what is always available to us is our heart and our breath. So we'll take a moment to, um, to just do a simple practice and um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the mechanics of it after we do it. So let's bring a hand to the heart. We'll close our eyes and we'll begin exhaling all of the air out of your body until you're completely empty with nothing left. And then feel that emptiness and allow the breath to naturally fill you up, filling your belly space, and then filling upwards into the base of the ribs, filling into the chest, all the way, all the way until you have no more room for any more, and then hold, and then allow just a little bit more breath in, and then go ahead and exhale slowly and intentionally, all the way until you're completely empty, maybe even squeezing your belly in to exhaust that breath till you have nothing left at the, at the end. And then hold that blank space, almost like an empty canvas. And again, allow the breath to refill and just feel how naturally, how easy it is to receive, to fill in with breath. Take it all the way in until you have no more room for any more, but then pause and take a little bit more in because there's always room for more, more love, more breath. And exhale slowly and intentionally. See how much you can slow that breath down all the way until you have nothing left, until you're empty. And then just hold that empty space for a moment. We'll take one last breath in, allow the breath to refill you, breathing in the belly, into the base of the ribs, up into the chest. And then hold that fullness, just feel how full and complete that feels. And then another little sip of breath in. And then exhaling slowly, intentionally, releasing. Great. And then when you're ready, come on back. Blinking in eyes open. Ah. <laughs> So it's such a simple practice, right? Three deep breaths. But what I love about it, there's a couple of things that are really specific that get us out of our head and into our, our heart, our intuition, our bodies in that moment. At the very top level, what we're doing is we're, we're making connection. We're, we're touching our body. We're bringing a hand to the heart. And even if you're not feeling your heartbeat, you're feeling the warmth of your body. You're making like a physical touch. Mm -hmm. The breath itself actually activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So that is the, the, the counteractive body to the anxiety and the fear center and the, you know, the, the spiraling out of control that we get into when we overthink to paralyzation. Yeah. So when we, can, when we can drop into that breath, what we're doing is we're putting the brakes on the fear. We're putting the brakes on the worry, the doubt, the concern, the anxiety, and we're bringing up, we're dialing up the volume of the love and the intuition and connection, spirit, source, divine, all of that. Yeah. And I could really feel it specifically when I was like breathing out. So it's almost like hypnotic. It's almost yeah. like it ushers me into like a different 
space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I love about it, I mean, there's so many things that, that, that the simple, simple practice has so much richness to it. I mean, one of them is, is the practice of receiving, you know, when we exhaust that breath, when we exhale and we get into that hypnotic state and we have nothing left at the bottom, mm-hmm. the breath almost like fills us on its own. Like it's almost effortless mm-hmm. to receive, mm-hmm. you know, and this is one of the ways that I help the women that I work with access their, their feminine energy, or at least the understanding of how easy it can be to release and then receive, you know, because we've, we've created that blank canvas and the breath just automatically comes in. Totally. Yeah. And just really, you know, just really surrendering, right? Cause like oftentimes when we are so successful and accomplished and driven, it's like so much about control and holding <sighs> on Yes, as if, totally. You know, a thing or two about that, Bex, too, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the, I think that's one of the biggest things that we as driven, ambitious, big vision women struggle with is this, this idea of control, this, this white knuckling grip. I was actually speaking with a woman just the other day, and she had a very specific list of requirements for her man to, to have when he comes to, and the more she listed, you know, and I absolutely believe that she can have what she wants. I definitely mm-hmm. do. At the same time, you know, when we hold our vision with this, this white knuckle grip, there's just, there's no space, there's no room for God, source, the divine to, to work its magic on it, us mm-hmm. and deliver us this or something even better. You know, because when we talk about manifestation, there is this, there is this element of, of letting go, of leaning back and allowing and what we tend to receive, and I've seen this in my own life and the lives of my clients and all around me over and over and over again, so much to the, to the point that I know this to be true, that what we end up receiving is so much greater than our, our mortal human imagination could conjure up in the first place. You know, wow. it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's about increasing our capacity. Really, that's what I felt, right? When we did this exercise, you're increasing your container because yeah. it's one thing to say, I want all those things, having like three pages of what <laughs> you want in a man. But then when the man comes and you don't have the capacity to receive it, right? Then you're like, oh, that's not real. Or he's going to leave or come up with Absolutely. Any of those excuses, right? Of self-sign. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's another reason why the, the inhale is so powerful too, because we fill up, we feel like we can't hold any more. Mm-hmm. And then we pause and take a little bit more in. And the way that I look at that is like, you know, when we think of our most precious resources in life, time and money, I mean, oftentimes we're of the belief that those resources are limited or capped, right? right. Now, time, of course, we do have a finite time on this planet. Money, you know, there, there are possibilities for us to accrue more money, but it's, it might be a little bit more, more challenging. But if we think about love, if we think about love as a resource, is there an upper limit? Is there a cap? Is there, is there a, a, a finite amount of love that you can conjure or create in your own life? You know, so that's why I love that, that inhale and expanding and holding more. And that's also one of the, the ways that I work with my clients is, you know, to check in with the synergy that we're creating with men. You know, one of the things, going back to this woman that I referenced, you know, she, in the first 10 seconds of encountering any man, she's running through that checklist and, and moving into elimination, like, oh, he doesn't fit my, he doesn't fit my requirements. He doesn't fit my requirements. So <laughs> what I told her was, sister, you are running away from men. You've got to stop it. Because the truth is, is that if she can expand 
you know, just let go of her list for a minute and expand her capacity to find one thing that she can love about all men and allow men to support her in the ways that they want to. I mean, they're showing up holding doors for her, wanting to carry her bags. And she's saying, "Uh uh-uh, no, no, no. You know, but, but she's, she's limiting the amount of love that she can create for, for all men. doesn't mean that she has to date them or marry them or, but it's, it's that energy of love that we're, we're trying to constantly regenerate so that when the, when our, our beloved comes to us, we really, we know who he is and we can, we can have that love for him in that moment. Oh, absolutely. We've practiced. (laughs) Yeah, and really letting go of those rules for like happiness or those rules. I used to have those rules too. And if you call five minutes later and you did off with oh. your head, you know, I was like that, that queen in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's like it's, I was just waiting for the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like I was setting men up for, for failure, right? So I could then just um, yeah, resent them or punish them, right? Like one man pointed out to me years ago that I was on that, on that journey. And so many women are on that journey of Absolutely. punishing men. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one of the ways that we break our connection, our synergy with men is, is that, 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 um, that punishment that, you know, it's, and it's this elimination energy. Um, I, I like to call it the eye roll energy. When you catch yourself like eye rolling about a man, it's one of your greatest opportunities for transformation is to, to check in and be like, okay, what's going on here? Because that eye roll moment has so much more to say about who we are in that moment than what this man is showing us. Right, right. Absolutely. And so tell us like one of your favorite client stories of all times of a woman who had really like the most challenging journey where when she came to, you were like, oh, you know, this is going to be an interesting case and and then it all all turn out to be just what she wanted. Oh, well, <laughs> there are so many stories to choose from. Um, just sorting for a moment thinking, um, you know, I think that the, the most powerful stories that I have to share really are of the, the most driven, ambitious women who have that, that really tight white knuckle grip on control. Because as they learn to release that, that, that white knuckle grip. I'm, I'm working with a client right now who, you know, she's still in her process, but she is, she is one of those women that um, this, this control piece is, is a big aspect for her. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, she doesn't necessarily have the white knuckle grip around her list of requirements, um, but it's about time. Hers is about timing. She wants it yesterday. Right. And, um, you know, and, you know, and, and when you work with a coach, there's a, there's a certain amount of time that you, you know, agree to work together. And she had it in her mind that, that it was, it was all going to be buttoned up and wrapped up in the amount of time that we had agreed to work on it. And we're not through, we're, we're not even halfway through our, our, our time together, but you know, there's these, these expectations that she has about how it should be. Yes. And, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that, that we hold in that control space is what it's going to look like, how it's going to happen, where, where it's going to happen. I don't want to meet my man online. I really want it to happen organically. Sure. You know, another woman that I worked with was really adamant that she wanted to meet her man offline. And what was interesting is that she met this really handsome man at a, 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 a club, a club event and uh, like a meetup. And she thought he was really handsome and he thought, well, she didn't know they, they had a conversation and, but it wasn't until two days later, she's swiping on her Bumble app and she sees him and it was confirmation that he was single and they matched and then they, they started dating and now they're in a committed relationship. But the reason why I share that story is because 
you know, she was so clear and adamant that she wanted to meet him offline, which she did. But then it took that, that electronic online dating platform to, to really gel and, and like gel that, 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 um, that confirmation and, and seal the deal and move them into, uh, into a dating, dating and, and committed relationship. Yeah. And again, you know, we always say there's like those channels and it's funny, like who are we to say, you know, through which channel the man is going to come from? I'm like, yeah, don't, don't force it, but you don't know what he's going to come from. You know what I mean? Just truly open to it. And I was the same way. Yeah. I thought I was cheating on true love by dating online. I had found a, a past boyfriend online and that didn't work out. So I made up the story that online dating was just not for me. It was just full of losers and weirdos and low lives and all these other <laughs> stories that I made up. And sure enough, I, I met the man of my dreams on an online dating platform. And I have a similar story. We had actually, he and I had actually danced around each other in the same artistic communities in New York for six years before we ever met. He had photos of me performing before, you know, two years before we ever spoke online. So the reason why I share that is because there, again, coming back to the idea of this or something even better, I, I would have never have imagined that up in my head in my own mortal human imagination. I wouldn't ever have put it on my list that I want my man to show up and, and I want to have known him for a while. I want him to like, it, it's just, you know, we, we, the more we release control, the more we open up that white knuckle grip, the more we allow space for magic and, and wonder and like synchronicity to bless our love life. You know, it's so interesting. I hear this all the time. It's happened with me and Brody too. You know, that your soulmate is usually already around you. Like you're already like living in the same town or in the same community or you're going to the same event, you know, but you didn't see each other or you didn't meet because you were not expecting to see each other. Can you speak a little bit to that stat? Because, you know, you see what you expect to see, right? Like, so you could go to an event where there's the right man there. Yeah. But you live yeah. see them. Absolutely. I mean, we have a, a function in our brain called pattern recognition that mm -hmm. helps us to expect and predict. And so then it, it, it we think we know what we know, <laughs> but the truth is that there's so much in our blind spots. And, you know, just going back to my experience, like, yeah, I mean, Nick and I have talked about, had we met, had we actually met that night that he took photos of me performing, like he was an event photographer, I was a performer, but had we actually met, it would, we may not be where we are today, because we were both at, at a different part of our journey, a different part of our healing, a different part of our, our growth, our understanding. So, you know, I, I think that there is something to be said about divine timing, even if you are dancing around your partner. The other thing that I have to say about that is I've, I've worked with several women now at this point who, in the course of our time together, have done like either uh, cross country moves or moved uh, from one state to another. I mean, they, there's just something in them that, that feels like there's a longing for mm -hmm. to be closer to family or, you know, just something that just keeps coming up and is undeniable. And sure enough, the, the woman that I mentioned that met the guy offline and then again on Bumble, she was another one of these women who she was dating in Portland and nothing was really happening. And Meanwhile, she's having this, this urge, this longing to be closer to her family. She picks up and moves across the country. And within two months, she's in a committed relationship with this guy. So, you know, I, I really think that 
you know, what you're talking about is, you know, like the, the sense of being around your partner, your partner, your soulmate is already around you. So if there are inclinations, if you have that still small voice pulling you to a different location or to a different career job or career path, I mean, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to come first. It could absolutely happen simultaneously, but, but that longing, that, that still small voice is pulling you in the direction of your beloved. Uh, it's so true. Buddy was saying that too, when he got invited to go to Hawaii and that invitation kept coming up, which of course I was in Hawaii, you know, um, but, but it was, <laughs> of course it, you were. it was funny, right? And he was in Oregon too, when nothing was happening, you know, and it wasn't the kind of woman that he was looking for. Not that there's not going to be wonderful women in Oregon, but at least he didn't meet them. And, uh, you know, and I'm always thinking like, wow, you know, he really was listening to that calling. And so was I, I was invited to Hawaii eight months before I went to Hawaii. So again, this whole, right. Isn't that so interesting? I'm like, this is so crazy, you know? And I knew back then it had a meaning and I didn't know what it was, but just like eight months before that. But I was like, there's no reason why I got invited to Hawaii. I can't go right now, but so strange, you know? And then it came back mm -hmm. around. So that's really such a good point. And it gives women really a pointer because I feel so many single women are lost. They don't know. And I feel what we did in the beginning, that grieving, ta-da, now we're coming full circle, right? Yeah. That helps yeah. them to get more present to this, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, this practice of sacred solo time, it, it can be three deep breaths. It can be five minutes. It could be an hour. It could be a whole weekend, mm -hmm. you know, but the idea is that we are disconnecting from, um, electronics. We're disconnecting from consuming content. Now watch all of Antia's interviews because there's lots of really important content in there, but it's also really important to balance that, that consumption with, with self-generated creativity. Mm. And, you know, whether that's meditation or dance or a walk in the, you know, I mean, sometimes my, my sacred solo time is a walk to the mailbox and back, you know? So it's, it's like, for me, it's just important. It's vital to fit it in no matter what shape or form it looks like. Yeah, 100%. And I love that you bring that piece about having all the wisdom, because there's so much wisdom out there in all the interviews, like you said, but then also like what fits for you and in integrating that. That's such a good piece um, yeah. to mention that because it is very important. Yeah. And that's typically how I, I like to work with my clients is, is really tapping into their own authentic inner truth. Of course, like I have, you know, some high level knowledge that, that supports them. But, you know, when I have clients ask me specific certain questions about like, you know, should I, should I do this? Should I not do this? And, you know, I <laughs> oftentimes, you know, it's, it's then the, the, the dialogue becomes a series of questions that I answer them so that they can really reveal that inner truth that they already have inherently in their heart. Mm, I love that so much. So now that we come to the end already of our beautiful time together, what's, what's one golden nugget you would tell those single women who are just really out there struggling to attract the right man? Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, my heart is with you. My heart goes out to you. And one big nugget, I mean, uh, is I, I want to ease your heart. I want to let you know that it is happening. It's happening now. It's all unfolding in your favor. And the more that we can kind of lean back, not, not be passive, but just lean back, allow and receive and trust that we are being supported, that it is happening, that the, the journey towards attracting lasting love becomes a, a really pleasant and enjoyable and often magical experience. Ah, that's so true. Absolutely, Bex. And for the ladies who really feel 
that calling from your soul to theirs, like what gift do you have for them? Yeah, I have a video collection. It's uh, three videos that are six mindful practices to open yourself up to love. And I go through just six very simple ways that you can, um, you know, activate your own intuition, your own inner creativity, can deepen your connection with source and, and magnify, amplify that heart magnet that's pulling your beloved towards you. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, that magnification is so important. We're so generous of you. Thank you so much for that, for that gift, Bex. And so lovely to have you here, really learning all about how to create more space inside of ourselves so we can receive more and the right man. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Antia. All right. You're welcome. And for the ladies, I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Mmm, was that absolutely delicious? We just love how every single expert has those juicy pieces of wisdom for you to enjoy. Look, if you want to own the entire Magnetize the Man series, we invite you to get our Magnetize the Man VIP All Access Package. Not only will you own the entire video series, but also you will get our Magnetize the Man Masterclass that teaches you the three-step formula, step-by-step step on how to attract the right man for you. You also get some other juicy secret trainings and a one-on-one -on -one call with me where we personalize your individual journey to attract that right man for you as soon as possible. So look, to get that, click the link below that says get access now and you get it all. Own the entire series, including all the juicy bonuses well worth over $1,400 for nearly the fraction of the cost. All right, we will see you in the next interview. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Mwah. Mwah.